0: Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, Leader of the Heart. I want to welcome you to the Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. What's up, y'all? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the new year. This uh, this is coming out on New Year's Day, so I hope that you uh, had a great, finish of 2022 and are ready to attack 2023. Uh, I am definitely someone who loves to set goals. I don't always hit them, but I love setting goals at the beginning of the year. Not really a resolution person. Maybe you might be. That's okay. But at the beginning of the year, I love a fresh start. I love something new. And so I hope that you can step into this new year strong and the way that you want to. Now, if you've been at the heart for the last uh, maybe month uh, or have watched some of these messages, um, we have talked about uh, a word for the year. So each year as a community, we come up with a word for the year. We kind of focus our energy and our time and our, and our, our, our way of thinking and our approach to ministry, our approach to community, our approach to connection, our approach to everything through this word. And it helps us to kind of focus together as a team, as a leadership team, and as a community. Now, last year, our word for the year was expect. So we wanted to bring expectation to what we were doing, we wanted to bring expectation to what God could do in our life, in our church, in our community. And we talked a little bit about that last week. Well, this year we uh, we were praying about this and it was something that was really on, um, on on my mind, on my heart, something that I really wanted to go into this next year with. And that was kind of focusing on our faith. I have a natural lean towards the practical side of life, a natural lean towards What can we do today? What can you do this week? What can you do in your life in the next hour that can maybe help you take steps in your journey of faith? And so while we are pretty good at that and addressing that at least and kind of having our message series around that, what you can do and what you can do with your community, what you can do with your time and uh, and your marriage and your parenting and your faith, what I thought was very, very strong for us coming into the new year is focusing on the Spirit. Now, saying the Spirit, that kind of uh, might be something that's like hard to grab onto or hard to understand for some of us, and that's okay. That's part of the beauty of it, and that's really why I want to go into this next year really thinking about that and focused on that. So our word for the year as a heart community is Spirit. I want us to let ourselves be led by the Spirit, and that phrase in itself can be difficult to grasp or maybe difficult to understand especially some of us who have maybe have grown up with a church background you've been to church and maybe you've been to churches like this one or churches that were always talking about the spirit and 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 speaking about it as though it were this great mysterious thing which obviously there is mystery to it mystery isn't necessarily a bad thing but it depends on how we approach it and now maybe some of us didn't grow up in church and, and, you know, when we hear the word spirit, it makes us think of like, I don't know, maybe ghosts or something or people that used to, people, our loved ones that used to be here and now they're not anymore. Well, what I want to maybe introduce today and as we go through the rest of this year with spirit being our lear, uh, being our word for the year, I want us to be able to give ourselves permission to enter into the gray a little bit, okay? To be not just the black and white, but into the gray, into the middle, into the mess Okay, The mysterious, not for the, not for the, the, the sake of being mysterious, but into the parts of the unknown where we're not sure exactly what to do or what to say. Because a lot of times, if we're honest with ourselves, that's where we're at in life. is we come to decisions or things that would happen in our life, and we're not sure exactly what to do or what to say, or how to, how to act on whatever is in front of us. And a lot of us, maybe come to faith or come to God or come to church looking for guidance, looking for answers. So it's in that that I want to approach this year together as a community. It's something I'm going to be doing personally with my faith is focusing on trusting God, trusting the spirit that God has put in me. And it's something I want to challenge you with for the year to be trusting God and trusting the spirit that God has put in you. So this is obviously a gigantic subject that we will not be able to cover in the short time that we have here today, about 20 minutes or so, but it's something that we're really going to dig into over the next several months and maybe for the rest of our lives together is how, sorry, I didn't mean to make it seem like we're, we're stuck together. I mean, we keep digging into this because faith and being led by the Spirit, the Spirit that God has put in us, is one of those things that I hope we never say it's settled. I hope we never say, I know it all. I have it all figured out. I hope we are always people who are growing in our faith, who are making space for our faith to grow, for our spirit to grow, for our relationships to grow, and for our community to grow, to evolve. So as I started thinking about this this week and kind of, you know, knowing that this was going to start off the year strong, start off the year with something that we can focus our energy, our mind, our heart it got me thinking of uh, defensive driving okay and here's what I mean when I was young when I was younger I'm still very very young I'm sure you can tell when I was younger okay in my early teens I first got my license and I was one of those people that as soon as I got my driver's license I was on the road I have not stopped loving driving since I was 16 years old 15 with my driver's permit I always loved driving And when I was 16, 17, 18, 19, in my younger years, I I would get like a few speeding tickets a year, a few tickets for not, you know, using my blinker, doing this and that, and you know through these speeding tickets and stuff I would go to you know go to court and go to the judge or whatever and they would say okay well you can take defensive driving if you take defensive driving then you can pay less on this ticket or this ticket won't count against your record and I remember being you know 16 17 18 and thinking this record will follow me forever and maybe it does I'm not saying it doesn't I'm just saying that, that I just thought it mattered way more than everything else in my life and so I would sign up for and take defensive driving. And, you know, I don't know if they still have it. They probably do. But uh, there was no online. You had to go take a class. And I would look for the comedy defensive driving because at least it would be fun. But that still meant you sacrifice a Saturday, which when you're in your late teens means you're also sacrificing a Friday night because you have to wake up early on Saturday. If you know what I'm talking about, then you get it. And uh, so it would be, you know, six hours of my day spent in this defensive driving. And to be honest, if I look back and I think about the driving course, the defensive driving course that I took, I don't remember uh, exactly what they said to do. I don't remember exactly what they said to do when you're coming up to an animal in the road or exactly what they said to do when somebody has their blinker on in front of you. Uh, I, I don't remember exactly what they said to do. And that's kind of what got me thinking about defensive driving how it relates to what I'm talking about today, well, how, how it relates to being led by the Spirit, by the Spirit that God has put in you. Because I, I would say, at least for today, let's, let's let's think about God's Spirit as not something that, that is outside of us that we have to find and follow, but what about the Spirit of God that is within us? See, we are made in the image of God. God has chosen us to be the people that he loves. And so God's spirit lives within us. And it's that spirit that he put within us that we can trust. Okay, so let me ask you some questions. Let's see if you have ever taken defensive driving or maybe uh, you know some things about defensive driving. Let me ask you this. Okay, let's say that you have a truck and you're driving your truck. Do you think that you would drive that truck differently if it was loaded with rocks or with uh, a bunch of pallets of grass in the, back, uh, in the back of the truck. Would you drive it differently? Maybe, probably. Would you drive your truck differently if you had a gigantic camper hitched to the back that all of a sudden you went from a truck being two or 3,000 pounds, I don't know how much trucks weigh, 5,000 pounds, let's say, and all of a sudden you went from carrying 5,000 pounds with this motor, this engine in the truck, and that camper now you're carrying 15,000 pounds. Would you drive a little bit differently? Would you pay attention to different things? Okay, say you don't have a truck, forget that. Let me ask you this. You travel to a different city and you rent a car. Would you drive differently in a city that you were not familiar with than you do in the city that you live in? Would there be different things you're paying attention to? Are you more focused on the signage of where you need to go in places that you, don't, uh, that you are not familiar with? Are you one of the people that... Tur- <coughs> excuse me, that turns the music down so you can pay attention mm-hmm. when the music's too loud. You're like, I can't I can't see the signs. And when you turn the music down, now you can see the signs. I don't know if you're that kind of person. Uh, but there's, there's something different we handle. See, even if you're familiar with driving and you drive almost every day, let's say you drive every day, even if you're familiar with driving, when the surroundings change, when the surroundings are different around us, it triggers us to pay attention differently, to approach driving differently. And this is what I mean by defensive driving because you can go online and you can YouTube defensive driving, you can look up defensive driving and you can take a course. And it's less about exactly what to do and defensive driving is so much more about paying attention to our surroundings. So for example, I can tell you that defensive driving, part of defensive driving means using your blinker anytime you're gonna turn lanes, okay? So if you did that, does that make you a defensive driver? Not necessarily, but it's part of it. If I said, uh, uh, okay, I want to teach you how to be a defensive driver, and here's what that means don't be in a rush anywhere, stay away, avoid speeding if you can. So, if you don't rush anywhere and you avoid speeding, does that make you a defensive driver? Not necessarily, but it is part of it. And it's that gray, that kind of the whole is bigger than the sum of its parts of defensive driving that can kind of give us a glimpse of what it's like to be spirit led to be led by the Spirit of God that is within us. Now there's a particular verse I want to read today, and it's very short, and we're hardly ever in the book of Proverbs, and the book of Psalms, um, and it's not for any particular reason. I don't have a problem with those books or any issues, um, but in, in this today, there is a particular proverb that I want to look at together, and it's Proverbs 16, 9. I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. So. I was looking up what kind of commentary, because this you know, this particular verse has been uh, covered by many theologians over the centuries, okay? So this particular verse, let's read it together now. This is Proverbs 16, verse nine, and it says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Very simple, straightforward, or is it, okay? We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Now, what does that mean for you? What does that mean for me? What does that mean for our faith? We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So uh, if, if you go back to defensive driving, I just, I, I, want, us, I want us to be on the same page here. And we just did a series a couple uh, months ago called Lawless, where I dug into like, for whatever reason, dug into like traffic law and it was a lot of fun. So you can check that out if you want. But uh, so let's go back to defensive driving for this. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So there's one particular theologian, his name is Charles Spurgeon, and his interpretation, his take on this, that's what's interesting to me about the Bible is a bunch of people can have these different interpretations and it helps us to get a broad view of what the authors of the Bible are trying to say, which in turn just grows our faith. So one of the, one of the his interpretation on this is that we can have our plans for our life, but there's a there's a part of us that needs to submit those plans or trust those plans to God, to the Spirit within us. So if we compare that to defensive driving, let's say that you have plans today, tomorrow. Well, today you might be tired because, you know, last night was New Year's Eve. Uh, so today, tomorrow, you plan on driving to work and there's a particular path that you drive to work or you're driving to your friend's house. And there's the path that you know that you need to drive. Well, let's say you're on your way there and all of a sudden there's some road construction that you were not aware of or that you didn't remember was there and now your path has changed. It's different. So all of a sudden now something's different. Now the usual path you're going to take, which required no thought, which required no pre-planning, now there's a new path that you need to take and now you need to be aware of your surroundings. Now you need to be aware. Do I need to move over to the right lane? And as soon as you need to do that, now you're checking your mirrors and making sure nobody's over there. Do I need to slow down? Do I need to speed up to get into that right lane? And once I take a right, do I know how to get there from there? So just that one little trip up in your thing, it doesn't mean that you won't reach your destination But it does mean your approach to that destination needs to be different. It needs to be adjusted to. And now there's not a black and white way to get to your friend's house or to get to work. Now there's a little bit of gray because as soon as you veer off, now there's all kinds of possibilities. You might tell yourself, well, since I won't get there in the time that I thought, I might stop and grab a coffee on the way. Right? All of the things can change and shift when things don't go exactly as we planned. Now, so being a defensive, now getting coffee doesn't have anything to do with defensive driving, but when, let's say you're, let's say you are a great defensive driver and you see a construction sign, you need to get over to the right lane before you miss your turn. Now, if you're a defensive driver and you check your mirrors and you go the right lane and you look in the right lane and there's just really not a spot for you to get in. Okay. If you're not a defensive driver, I'm not saying you're a bad driver. If you're not a defensive driver, you would just hold your blinker and force your way in right? It doesn't make you a bad driver to some, but it doesn't make you a defensive driver. A defensive driver says, okay, well, I'm going to try to get over. And if nobody lets me in, then I'll just drive past and I'll do a turnaround and try to get there a different way. Defensive drive. Okay. So, okay. So stop defensive driving. Here's what I mean. Okay. Here's what I'm trying to say when it comes to being spirit led is there's no exact way to do things. There's no exact way to say things. It starts with trust. So, if you're, ta- if you're taking notes or you want to remember something, I'm going to put it on the screen here. Here's what I want you to, uh, to write down or, or remember here. The first one is this. Spirit-led, being spirit-led is not about exactly what to do, but how to approach life. So, in the same way that defensive driving is not a list of things exactly to do to be a defensive driver, it's a way of approaching how you drive. Okay, Being spirit-led is not, is not knowing or waiting to be told by your pastor or your priest or your spiritual leader or God exactly what to do. It is a practice of, uh, of, of a faith evolving as we learn from our mistakes, as we learn from what's happening around us. So spirit-led is not exactly what to do, but how to approach life. Another thing I want you to write down is this, being spirit-led means getting comfortable with the gray of life and of faith. We talk a lot about the gray at the heart. A lot of us in many areas of our life are looking for black and white, this or that, right? Am I supposed to do this or am I supposed to not do that? Okay, I have this big decision come up in my life. I have, to, I have to move or I have to get another job or there's some trouble in my uh, marriage or I, I think I need to stop being friends with someone or I didn't get into the school I wanted so I might need uh, to, to find another, another option. All of these big things happen in our life. Somebody that we love passes and we need to deal with that. All of these unexpected things happen in our life. And many times we just want someone to tell us exactly what we need to do exactly what the next step is but there's a gray area that we need to step into if we want our faith to grow if we want our faith to evolve because being told what to do doesn't help our faith grow It's it's venturing out into the gray, venturing out into the mess that makes the space for our faith to grow, our faith to evolve, our faith to change. And I hope and wish for you, not just for this year, but for the rest of your life, that your faith would grow and change and evolve for the rest of your journey. So let me say it again. Being spirit-led means getting comfortable with the gray of life and faith. It means getting comfortable saying, okay, well, I'm not sure exactly what to do, but I won't let let that stop me from moving forward. See, because a lot of times, you know what we're afraid to do, and maybe if you're a little bit like me, you think, well, I have a decision in front of me, and I don't want to make the wrong decision. So not wanting to make the wrong decision makes you uh, maybe avoid making the decision for a while. Maybe it makes you, you know, ask a few people about what you should do with this decision. Maybe it makes you do some research or it makes you wait a little bit longer. Now, those are all completely natural, but what if you are unwilling to move forward without making sure you have the right decision or the right thing to do? well then we are, we are robbing ourselves of a chance to be led by the spirit that God has put within us. Because here's the thing, is if you move forward and it's the wrong decision, then you made a mistake. And you can apologize for making the mistake, you can uh, correct uh, a mistake, Or, and this is this is the beauty of life, and I'm telling you, it's going to be the beauty of your faith, of being led by the Spirit, is you can evolve and learn and grow from your mistake. So if we make a wrong choice or we make a wrong move, I don't want you to just move on. Okay, you made a mistake, move on. What I want you to do and what I want for myself, this is a challenge for me as well for this coming year, I'm going to be in it with you, is I don't want to just say, okay, we made a mistake, let's just move on. I want to say we made a mistake. How are we learning and growing from this mistake? And I'm not just talking about mistakes you make and uh, let's say you make a wrong decision and you purchase the wrong thing for your business or uh, uh, it's a mistake in, in the house. I'm talking about things that like that that we're worried about and stressed about when it comes to our faith and our relationships or maybe it's everything. And we say, what are we what are we learning from this? Okay, I was trusting, I was trusting God and the, and the spirit that God put in me that this was the right decision to make. And now I've made the decision and I moved my family. Or I made the decision and I took that other job. And I don't think it was the right decision. What can I do? Well, there's some decisions that are made that cannot be unmade. But we don't want to waste the opportunity and not let our faith grow and learn and evolve and go from there. It's just like if you go back to 16-year-old, 17-year-old Dom. I used to get two or three speeding tickets a year. Now, as you could have easily told me, well, Dom, just stop speeding. But it was fun. It was fun to speed. So, so what's different now? Now, now that I'm in, in, uh, in my early, early, early 40s. Now that I'm 42 years old, why don't I get two or three speeding tickets every year? Is it just because I'm older? Or maybe. Or is it because it could it be that I have learned and evolved From the mistakes and the decisions I have made in the past and decided, you know, I do like driving and maybe sometimes I like driving fast, but I do not enjoy getting tickets. I do not enjoy having to pay for tickets. I do not enjoy having to go to court two or three times a year. And maybe, maybe I can just leave a little bit sooner. Maybe not everywhere is a rush for me to get to. That's what I want for your faith. That's what I want for my faith to be able to grow and change and evolve based on things that have happened to us in the past. Now, it doesn't mean I'll never ever get a ticket again. That's not the point. The point is I can trust the decisions I have made and keep moving forward when it comes to my driving. What I want to do is I want to be able to trust the spirit that God has put within me when it comes to making the decisions I need to make for my life, the decisions I need to make in my faith, the decisions I need to make for our church. Last thing I want you to write down today is faith by its nature is what we cannot see. So being Spirit-led is about trust. One more time. Faith by its nature is what we can't see. So being Spirit-led is about trust. And that's really what this year is going to boil down to for you, for me, for our church, is if we choose to be led by the Spirit, if we choose to be led by the Spirit that God has put within us, then that means we choose to trust God. Now, when I was young, I used to think trusting God meant I want God to do this and I trust that he will do it, right? I used to think, I will pray for God to do this in my life and if he does it, then I trust him. And if he doesn't, then I don't know if I can trust him as much. Now, where I have grown, and I'm not saying you need to be exactly where I am and we're all on a different journey of faith and we all have different things that we're working out in our faith and in our relationship with God. But what I want to challenge you with for the year, what I want to challenge us with for the year, is that trusting God, being led by the Spirit, being about trust, doesn't mean that God will do what we want Him to do. But trusting God means that no matter what decision we make, no matter what we decide to say, how we decide to act on whatever's in front of us, that we will trust that God will be with us. That God will continue to guide us in our life, in our journey, in our faith. And that takes more trust than knowing who to ask for the right answer. That takes more trust because it means we're getting into this mess with God now, right? Now we're in this relationship with God. And as you know from the relationships in your life, relationships can get messy. They will almost certainly get messy the deeper a relationship is. And that's what I'm inviting you and myself into. Maybe it's a challenge, not an invitation. Maybe it's both. It's an invitation and a challenge to enter into the mess with God to enter into the gray with your faith, to take a step and trust the spirit that God has put within you, even if things don't turn out the way you want. Because if things don't turn out the way we want, then we can grow and evolve and adjust our faith. And that is the power of being led by the spirit. I am so excited to enter into this year with you. We have a a, a lot cooking at the beginning of the year of growing our faith together. We start a brand new series next week called Start With Hope. And I want to invite you to, to bring someone with you. Bring someone with you who you feel like needs some hope in their life. Who needs some hope for this year. Who needs some hope after what has happened in their life or maybe in your life over the last couple of weeks, months, a couple of years. Let's start with hope together. Come see us Sunday, uh, January the 8th at uh, 10 a.m. We're back at we're back in person at Hernandez Elementary at 10 a.m. And let me pray for you before we go uh, and you have a great rest of your week. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today, for the opportunity that we have to grow our faith together. Thank you for the spirit that you have put within us, that we're able to, to trust that, to trust you, to trust what you have done in us and are still doing in us, that we can move forward with, uh, with, with love, with hope, with faith, and we can trust our faith to grow along with us as we grow our relationship with you. We love you, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Hope you have a good rest of your day. Happy New Year, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.